CGF Minis off-season episode, our special edition here with the Rocky Mountain Mooses. My name is Jacob Park. And I am Wyatt Keener, and with us today is Rocky Mountain Mooses General Manager, Zach Pittman. How are you doing, Zach? Doing good, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, very excited about this podcast. You've made an appearance in on the flagship show before you were Rocky Mountain Mooses General Manager, uh, the Hunter and, and William, the big dogs brought you in as a kind of analyst. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, yeah. A, uh, I don't know, unbiased spectator, I guess. In the At chat, that time. the league chat for a while too. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, maybe. Did they have you rank the teams? I think so. Yeah. Do you remember what you ranked your, the team you now own the flaming hot cheetahs? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I remember that. that. I'm no. curious what you call I don't your, remember that. your squad before they were your squad. <laughs> I know when I hit the league, I was certainly trading away a lot of players, but um, so probably not that high, but <laughs> <laughs> you've uh, you've certainly made the team into your own. And so before we get to, I mean, obviously the players, uh, the look, but before we even get to that, I want to talk a bit about your experience in other dynasty leagues, because I think you are also in a league that Hunter and William are in. Um, mm-hmm. they, they may co-manage a team in that league together or maybe they have separate teams they at sure. one point at least co-manage they might have i think they have separate teams now but i think okay. at first they co-manage yeah um and i think you so I, I guess i mean you were brought on as an expert to the the flagship podcast at one point so i assume you're very experienced we know you have that other dynasty team so how many dynasty teams do you currently run what's your best finish in the dynasty league uh, um, I'm in through. 10 dynasty leagues. Okay. Oh uh, <laughs> so Hunter and I have been playing fantasy together since we were in like middle school. Um, so I play a lot of fantasy football. Actually, I don't know if you, any of you guys are familiar with the website, uh, R- player profiler or uh, Roto underworld I actually worked for them for two seasons. I did like analyst work. Um, so wow. like, uh, statistic, like a spreadsheet analyst work i wasn't on any podcast or anything like that so i play a lot of fantasy football what's the longest dynasty you've been that you have ongoing still like how actually i think my first one was with hunter um i can pull up on here even how old it was but we started on mfl i don't know if you guys have played on mfl oh my god it is like it is infinitely customizable, but almost impossibly complicated and not user-friendly. It's like a website from like the early nineties or something. <laughs> um, nobody knew how to work it. There's like no ADP. So the first year was like terrible. Hunter uh, shared some stories about, about the like very first years of fantasy. I'm not sure if it yeah. would have been this league, but drafting it figures was, and. Yeah, that was, I was probably in some of those. I remember Tom Brady, my brother took Tom Brady first overall in one of our drafts. I remember like when he wasn't even that good fantasy wise. Um, but yeah, we, so I think we started at that dynasty league in 2018. It looked like so about five years. Nice. Um, and I don't know if you'd be able to keep track of all of your winning, but I assume, I hope at least over 10 leagues in five years you've you've been able to take home a championship hopefully yeah definitely have have won some leagues i definitely have a pattern though of the team i have some teams that have like a 75 percent win percentage have never went one and then i'll have a team that like barely gets sixth and then that's the team that wins um my favorite one i had a team two years ago i had mccaffrey and barkley 
and they played like a combined like six games. And I won the title with Rex Burkhead and uh, Miles Gaskin were like the running <laughs> yeah. backs that that, we, uh, that was in our short history have a uh, have developed a pattern of of the Boston Scott types, the yeah. unheralded running backs just filling in on injury yeah. late in the season and and mm-hmm. leading a team to glory. But uh, it has been surprising that I feel like, I mean, granted, we have some um, teams with 70% win rates, like the winningest franchise in regular season history is the Bruce Matthews, and they have yet to take one home. Mm-hmm. Gotham Knights, of course, up there too. Um, so we, we do see that, but we haven't really had that full-blown Cinderella run. The Marley Magic came the closest this year. We'll see if maybe we get some some crazy shakeups in the year ahead. But um, with that vast portfolio, I think that's a nice way to transition into the look that you developed this year in conjunction with Jersey Commissioner Jacob Park. Uh, the Rocky Mountain Mooses, is that a name that you have on any of your other dynasty franchises? What led you to that name and the the look that you guys have on the field? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so no, it is not. Um I don't really even know why, but my go-to name is typically Elton John fan club. And I am a huge fan of Sir Elton John. So makes sense. That's authentic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I live in uh, West Denver. And the, so I live in the Rocky Mountains. I'm yeah from Paducah, but I live out here. So that's really where that kind of came from. I know I'm in like a whole different um, territory. And also growing up in Paducah, not having any like sports fan, not having it. We had Kentucky basketball. And then like what, you know, it's kind of, you're not really connected to any of the other teams. So I've really jumped on the Denver sports bandwagon. Um, so that really kind of inspired that. And then we kind of got the Broncos orange type in yeah. there, you know, so. That's what I was going to ask too. Yeah. So you, you were a Denver Broncos fan before you actually lived in Denver. Um, I was not really necessarily a fan of anyone, but I did like them, particularly when they had Peyton Manning. Um, for sure. And he still lives out here and see him at the basketball games and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, so definitely that's, and then, so I, when I moved here, it was right after like Peyton's last season, but they had won the Super Bowl. you know what I mean? And I, so I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm jumping on the bandwagon and it has not been great (laughs) since then, (laughs) but I definitely like liked them as a franchise for sure. Yeah, just when you thought it'd be good, they get Russ Wilson, everything seems trending in the right direction. And then I, I got three year. Russell Wilson Seahawks jerseys upstairs. Oh. I've been a huge fan. <laughs> so so, everything um, came together and then yeah. <laughs> on its face. That's brutal. Watch your man. hero crumble live. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so was it as simple as that where you you and Jake, you just said, you know, like I want to look like the Denver Broncos are kind of, you know, not exactly like them, but adjacent to the Broncos. I want to well, I think look. he was asking me, maybe even about living in Colorado or something, but we were definitely talking about that. So that's where we got that part from it. And the moose, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. There are a lot of moose out here. See them all the time. And I like yeah. to throw a little silliness in there with the incorrect, <laughs> you know, uh, plural. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I posted uh, that, that design on, uh, I have like an Instagram account where I just post my logos and stuff I made it and I even said like in a comment like we know it's incorrect like it's this is the name and then immediately like somebody there's some stranger commented that's incorrect it's not mooses <laughs> but yeah I, like yeah. you said I don't think we changed uh, it was a pretty quick design I it was swap maybe originally we were gonna you said navy and brown yeah. I went back and kind of looked through our conversation today uh, 
but I asked if you're willing to just try orange just because that was kind of a color gap. A better contrast. Yeah. Exactly. With the moose too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that the very first prototype was orange, like brown and like cream. It kind of looked like a, like a, is it AW root beer? A&W. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looked like, uh, kind of like their color scheme. And then um, some, I think we just added in blue kind of at the end. Yeah. And it looked so much better that we just kept it. Yeah. But it just, I just liked the logo and I was like, yeah, it's good enough. Good enough for me. <laughs> Yeah, I like those details a lot. You're in an interesting position too, as the only like uh, I don't even know what expansion to... team. Yeah, expansion new. or uh, <laughs> it's like whatever the Colts did to the to the Ravens back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Is there any potential to uh, like I don't know? How do you view your relationship to the previous iteration of the franchise? Maybe we're too deep in the weeds here if you're running ten different teams. But uh, I'm wondering, like, could we see some flaming hot cheetahs throwback uniforms at some point? Oh the, yeah, we d- I definitely, definitely, be, you know, we're always uh, we're big fans of history over yeah. here at the Rocky Mountain Moose, despite our short history. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely willing to do some throwbacks. Love some old school, like really off the wall. I'll even do the Pittsburgh uh, bumblebee. You know, I even respect that they do that. As ridiculous as it is, it's it is kind of. You just kind of have they know it too you know so yeah i feel like yeah, those only look throwbacks good. those only look good with somebody like ben roethlisberger at quarterback yeah. you can't have like <laughs> some slick looking athletic dudes you got to have these like you know dads with beer bellies uh, yeah in those types exactly. of jerseys exactly very cool well the the cream that you have is not or i don't even know if that's the right i don't know what the color of that accent is but it's a, a kind of bridge to the flaming hot cheetahs history they had that kind sure. of 49ers look with that sure oldish beige-ish look so yeah we could we even see some some callbacks there well let's get to the product on the field uh and the way you've remodeled this team uh for their history, the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs were always this young team on their eyes who just couldn't put all the pieces together. Uh, and that held true for you last year as well. Still all those young pieces, but uh, no playoff appearance to show for it. At the same time, though, you you seem to go into the season with that kind of mentality. Uh, this was a, a year to prepare for the future. Um, were you surprised by how well your team did? Was there any point where you thought, well, maybe I can make the playoffs and and you thought about going for it because you did still make those deals trading Dante Foreman or uh, you know you were shopping a lot of veterans or win now types but um that's a lot of questions Brady chat no absolutely me, <laughs> questions at once, but. no no um definitely like so when I took over this team I was like this team has some potential like it definitely has some good players but probably not a championship caliber team and I'm definitely not the type of guy to just like sell my picks to like get to make to be the third best team and then the next thing you know i'm not any good you know so um definitely instantly was like this is typically what i do in leagues if my team's not that good i get all like the value out of the running back position totally out of it um and then i try to get load up on receivers and have two good quarterbacks and then you just hope to hit on those like miles gaskin rex burkhead guys like we were talking about and i actually did like at a few times but just not quite enough um, to get into the playoffs. But that was my goal was like this. I could say, A, I'm either going to be a, a dangerous playoff team. And if I get in, great. Um, B, if I get a high draft position next year, I think one or two more good players definitely will make me good, like for the foreseeable future. And then I can just keep building off of that. That's a good uh, 
segue into the question that we wanted to ask you about your running back philosophy because you made it very yeah. clear early on you do not like them so when did that start and kind of why i guess was it something that hurt you in the past and other leagues <laughs> <laughs> well i mean yeah i mean probably that you know that didn't um i wouldn't say that i i'm cognizant of that happening but certainly could have been um but in general i just think that the running back position is kind of misunderstood um i think a lot of people I mean, if you have a really, really good running back, one of the few, like Henry when he's going off or McCaffrey, then yeah, like that's the most valuable thing that you can have. But most running backs are not that. You know, mm -hmm. most of it is like, most of them are going to do more like what Josh Jacobs was doing prior to this year, where he's having those seasons where like, yeah, he's finishing running back like 10, but he's really not even doing that much. Um, so I think you either want to have like those very, very cream of the crop guys or just trying to get by and then hope you get lucky on like a Khalil Herbert with a running back in front, heard of him get in front of him getting hurt, something like that. And then if you hit on one of those guys, you can pretty much score with both teams, any, most teams anyways, at the running back position. You know, we, I like we were, we were kind of talking about before we recorded. I mean, you, some of these running backs aren't even that good. The starter gets hurt. I mean, they go on a run, you know, so you're just trying to catch that basically you know, realizing my team's not that good, but maybe if I get lucky on that, I could make the playoffs and set myself in the future. And I, I do that most leagues, like in redraft leagues, I typically uh, do not draft running backs early. Um, only if it's, I'll, there'll be a few, like last year, like Taylor, McCaffrey, Brees Hall, and ETN, and that was about it. Um, if I didn't get one of those guys of value, I just wasn't going to take one. So, and it's worked out for me pretty well in the past. I know most people like think it's most people like would not play like that, but I think it works pretty well. You've, uh, you've acquired a lot of picks through selling off some of those running backs. Uh, mm -hmm. like two off the top of my head, you sold Isaiah Pacheco recently. You'd sold, mm -hmm. uh, Dante Foreman. Um, and you own the third round in this year's draft five of the 10 picks last year. I remember it was a very similar situation as well. Um, how are you approaching 2023? How do you feel about the Mooses and your second year in charge? And what are your hopes for this upcoming season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel pretty good. I definitely think one more impact player, this team probably would have been in the playoffs as is. And I don't really have any assets that are like aging out at all. Um, so took Pickett last year. I mean, I don't think he's a superstar, but he's probably going to hang around. Uh, for the Steelers. So that's good. You got to have the quarterback position locked down. I'll say I feel a lot better if Kyler Murray was like going to play week one. Yeah. Um, that's the only questionable thing there. Uh, I was definitely wanting to take a running back at the 103 if I could, but the way it's kind of played out now, um, I think I can probably just take the best player available there because I, I could use the quarterback too. Um, so I don't know. Now I feel like I'm a quarterback and a running back away instead of just the running back, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, you've got a lot of flexibility in the draft. And yeah. we know where Jake's going with 101. He's already yeah. kind of spoiled that one. So you won't, you won't, won't unfortunately get that franchise changing yeah. running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bijan's uh, a man. Yeah. Well, uh, you you have some fun facts or, or trivia for us, Jake. I know the, the Mooses don't have quite the history, so it may not be as oh, gosh. difficult as the trivia. <laughs> yeah, film. I pulled uh, one question for that, but you're right. There wasn't as much to go off of. So one fun fact before I even ask the question, I went back to the Cheetah's final roster uh, at the end of what would have been 2021 uh, and checked there were 29 guys, not including Taxi Squad, like so counting IR, bench, and all that. Uh, only nine of them remain on the team 
So I thought yeah. that was interesting. Just how many players <laughs> I definitely, got out. Yeah, that definitely. Some of them worked out really well. Some of them not so well. But that's the way I like to play it. I traded away Josh Jacobs and Najee. The Najee trade looks really good. Josh Jacobs trade not so good. <laughs> so. Yeah, Got AJ Dillon back in that one. Yeah, and, and like as, a third or something. Yeah. yeah, just as as exciting as Jacobs was, Dillon was on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then of course they still keep Aaron Jones around this year. They're I know, I know. Gonna, it's just you know, let AJ Dillon's rookie contract expire and never play. <laughs> I know, I know. It just, but I was just kind of betting that that wouldn't happen. But here we are. Yeah, and the majority of the guys I didn't recognize the names of. Uh, when I was searching just to double check they, where they ended up, weren't on any team. So a lot of the cuts, it seems like, was just yeah. kind of dead weight that you know you had to trim off at some point anyway. Um, was that something you planned going in, like taking over the team in a way just to make it your own, or was it just more out of necessity because of the roster you had? Uh, you know, I definitely favorite? thought maybe I, it was it could have been a playoff team how it was, but I didn't like feel as good about it long term. Um, so definitely was just trying to make it my own and more my style. And yeah, I will say Najee Harris, I have always been a hater. Uh, so as soon as I saw him on the team, I was like, this guy's gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point too. They were, uh, five and nine, only one place out of playoffs in 2021. They was the seventh place team. uh, Yeah, definitely just, so maybe just cause of Jacobs, how it played out like that would, uh, you know, got me in, but you know what I mean? You'd make a lot of trades. It's, you could always say, well, there's that, if I just didn't do that one, but it doesn't really work like that. So. Yeah. I didn't, didn't do the full math on exactly what would have allowed you to qualify last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I know there were a few teams competing for it. Uh, the uh, touchdown to Abbey were also close for that six spot and the matrix finished the season very strong too. So it may not have, uh, have worked out for you in the end. And you were able to get the third pick too so you were able to move up one slot yeah um mm-hmm. from the 104 if you if you would have would have been uh trying desperately to get in the playoff position so it worked out for you um well i uh want to talk about your uh your kind of colleagues there at the bottom of the of the pecking order uh we've heard a lot of talk I mean, namely from the popular ballers and pickings general managers about an uprising uh uh the Three years we've only had seven playoff teams. What's that, Jake? Is it a reversal of the table? A reversal of the table. Yeah, we've only had seven playoff teams in three years. Uh, Do you think that uh, we talked about that uh, job you had before as an objective analyst? Do you think that the time is now for a reversal of the table? I think so. I think so. You know, I what I didn't uh, look over the rankings that I gave on the podcast last year, but um, I did like look at some of them. And I do remember looking back at some of them being like, eh, I remember this team I think was pretty high and now I don't know how good they are. Um, so definitely I think there's been a shift. Hunter's team is a really interesting one where he has some really good players, but then he has some guys like Cook, Mixon, Cooks, Michael Thomas. Like, I don't know. What is he getting out of these guys? You know, maybe still something good, but maybe not. And I, I think he was either my first team or, or maybe I made him second out of spite. Um, (laughs) but now when I look at it, I think there's some better rosters out there. I think there might be some risers, so I could absolutely see that. I'm really looking forward to, to talking to Hunter on the pod when we get around to him, because, uh, he's kind of handcuffed himself by, um, getting rid of all of his future draft capital. (laughs) Yeah. So I um, I typically do not do that, (laughs) but it can work out for sure. It can. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm curious to hear how he views the state of his franchise. And we we heard from the God Kings earlier this week, and they said that they view them their window as kind of not closed, but closing. That they're mm-hmm. they they feel like they're on the a downward trajectory, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yet they're in a perpetual rebuild. They're not trying to to throw in the towel altogether. Sure, uh, sure, sure. And so, uh, I guess with that in mind, then with the reversal of the the table ahead. Uh, do you want to make any kind of firm goal for what you're trying to do with the Rocky Mountain Mooses this year? I mean, I'd say we, I think, uh, you know, me and the ownership team over here in the Rocky Mountains, we think that we're a top four franchise this year, you know, and I think we've got, we've got a shot to make a run. We, we all know you get in the playoffs, you got a shot. So I think we're going to give it a run this year for sure. <laughs> uh, you're quoting that you're in the, the Rocky Mountains with a, a, a Zoom background right now of a nice yeah. sunny beach. <laughs> just, just it's the off season. He just said the weather was good today. Weather was good today. Yeah. Took off between the combine and the draft. Gotta get That's your vacation right. in when you can. Uh, the the God Kings in their research noted that uh, you're currently the number one rated team on Dynasty Ranker, which for anyone unfamiliar compiles keep trade cuts values and um whoever has the highest total just from addition is uh, is rated the league's best. And that is you, uh, you said top four for the time being, but in terms of your general value, do you, do you believe you've ascended to the top? Do you feel like you have the most valuable assets? I would say maybe, no, I'd say maybe I have the most valuable assets. I wouldn't say I have the best redraft team, you know? Yeah. Um, so you know, I don't know how you reconcile all of that, but I think in like total value, I probably do. Cause everything I, every piece I own is young and for the most part, probably like gaining some or at least not losing much. That's the nature of dynasty. It's like, you know, I've had CD lamb since he was a rookie. This is, he just finished his third year. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, he could be that like elite receiver that takes me there, but he hasn't been that yeah you know like it's so hard to especially those first two years like you knew he was so good but he really wasn't like making that much of a difference for you definitely last year he started to make a more of a move towards that that's right and it feels like your team is full of players that are kind of like that and until Mm -hmm. they make that Mm -hmm. next step it does feel like you you need like having a bunch of really good players isn't good enough in dynasty. Like mm-hmm. you've got to have like those league winners, those great yep. players who put up the 30 point weeks or mm-hmm. the Jalen hurts types who separate themselves from the rest of their position. No, that's so, very true. You got to have like three or four of those guys that are like, these guys can give me a 10 point advantage on a given week. Yeah, so hopefully we can uh, see some of those mooses take that next step this year. Uh, I mean, Jalen Waddle seemed to be taking it last mm-hmm. year. Devonte Smith, as well. So we, we're seeing the, the flowers in bloom over in Denver. For sure. For sure. I'd say some of the players that I really liked kind of disappointed. And some of the players that I thought were still a year away were actually the ones that, you know, gave me a chance to get in. Jake, do you want to close this out with anything here? Oh yeah. I was just, uh, one other thing I wanted to discuss was your, uh, not just the magnitude of the amount of trades you make, but also your trading style. I feel like you're one of the most open GMs, uh, not just with naming your price and like not changing it in discussion, at least from my experience, but also, and that you often use the league chat almost like, like a Facebook marketplace and selling players, you just <laughs> name a price and whoever, you know, come, comes and gets yeah. them first, yeah. <laughs> gets the player. So is that something you've picked up, you know, through all, all the many dynasty leagues you played in, or is that something yeah. you're trying out in this league? 
I think everybody that like has their own style, you know what I mean? I just always try to be respectful for people. I try to be really open in the communication. If I send an offer, I try to like look at their team and be like, does this actually make sense? Or I try to not be like a spam trader. Now that can work. We all know that guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just try to be open and yeah, if there's a guy on my team and I'm like, I don't know who wants this guy, but I'll take a second for him right now. I'll just throw it out there, you know? <laughs> so we all had that <laughs> that realization a couple weeks ago with touchdown to Nabby. We all realized that we got that that Brian Robinson for a second trade. It's uh it worked out for you for be with the Pacheco trade. Yeah. And uh and the God Kings mentioned that they were interested in that deal as well. I do feel bad. I, since you joined the league, our league has not had much trading at all. And I you've mm-hmm. been very active in trying to reshape your roster and obviously you've been able to. Uh as Jake mentioned, you've only retained nine of the original 29 uh, from the Flaming Hot Cheetahs roster. But still, I, I feel bad that by and large, we've been keeping to ourselves. I think the the league is uh, much more even than I would mm-hmm. expect a lot of Dynasty Leagues to yeah. be in three years. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why some teams are hesitant to go all in other than Hunter, mm-hmm. and teams are hesitant <laughs> to, to throw in the towel altogether. Um, a lot yeah, of young that's... scared GMs. Yeah, <laughs> myself yeah. and I think it is kind of flat. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, I do think you. You know, I've played with the guys that are like kind of still learning, and are aggressive traders, and the guys that are a little more defensive. And it typically works out being more defensive, um, when you're you're in that camp for sure. Um, but I do think it's a lot of it's because, like you said, the league's flat. I mean, it really makes it so much easier when you have two teams that are look like I'm not even trying at all. And you have two teams that are like selling everything that they have. I think that just like creates a more enriched trading environment. But I just think that that what, how spread out the value is on those teams just kind of ebbs and flows, you know. So yeah. there definitely are those teams like we were just talking about that are going to the time is their time is certainly coming. Now, whether it's this year or not is a different story, but. The time's definitely coming where they're going to have to tear it all the way to the ground. We've yet yeah, to really can... have like a true arms race happen in our league. Like yeah. we're the two top dogs both are picking up assets at, like near the trade deadline at once and trying to out compete with each other. I tried to, well, kind of half tried to get one started by uh, selling off uh, Cooper Cup this year, but it never mm-hmm. really got up to the prices I was I was hoping it would. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Aaron did that two years ago. Uh, he was expecting William to compete with me for McCaffrey or Cup and William was on an interesting community too. Like you're saying, we haven't had the the market drive the value, unfortunately. And it's been interesting too, like the way trades work. Uh, Hunter went all in for Justin Herbert, but he acquired Justin Herbert from like another playoff team in the Matrix. He wasn't buying, and I guess any team selling Justin Herbert would, you know, I mean, that's a piece that's valuable for like a decade or so. Just, so. It makes sense on any team. yeah. Right. Unless you're just the, the haul he's giving up, but still yeah. it's interesting that it's like the all in team is buying from another playoff team or like yeah. I sold Austin Eckler for a first to another playoff team. Like the, the teams that are giving up those win now pieces are often other teams that are winning now. So it's been yeah. fun how that's yeah. uh, worked out, but I, 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 I do appreciate all of the trading you've uh, been trying in the trades that you've been sending out and I don't want you be, to be discouraged. By oh, the for lack sure. Of, I'm uh, not. <laughs> item that, that you've gotten so far in our league. Cause I think no, for like, sure. For, I think for the most part, I've been successful. Like when I've really w- tried to trade a player. So I haven't, you're right. Like not a bunch of other players have been reaching out, but I feel like everybody's been receptive to my offers and stuff for the most part. So closest we got was for Jared Goff, And then you ended up being able yeah. to trade him late in the season, yeah. but yeah. it was a, uh, 
neither of us wanted to budge, but it was very clear, like you said, your style was like saying what you wanted, and then yeah, uh, I knew I knew what I had to go up to get him, and I had uh, just didn't me and Lucky my my uh, helper didn't think it was uh, right for us at the time. So, but I still yeah. appreciate the, yeah. the trade. Hey, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I don't know, I don't know. If we I would say it's still yet to really see how it's all going to play out, too. So, <laughs> time will tell. Yeah, exactly. Right. Appreciate having you on. Uh, Will will we see the Rocky Mountain Mooses appear in any of your other leagues in this year, uh, in this upcoming season? Are you going to take that logo, that design elsewhere? Or are you going to keep that? Because you, you know, I thought it. I've thought about it for sure. I, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna, I don't want to send. I don't know if I want to send royalties. Uh, uh, but <laughs> you know, I actually, I actually would consider putting another name. I haven't yet. Most I don't really think about it. I think I'm still Team Pittman in some. Uh, so you know, well, I changed my sleeper username to Turtle Daddy sixty nine. So now I'm. I'm team turtle die 69, I guess, but so that's a little bit better, but some I do leave at the default. Yeah. I, I guess maybe I'll, I'll end it with the way we can pat ourselves on our back. Maybe not, but uh, I'm assuming you aren't in any other dynasty leagues that have the kind of like lore and uh, aesthetic that ours does. Is that true? Or have you definitely um... not, definitely oh, okay. not, not to this extent. Absolutely not. So it's really cool. It's a really cool aspect and really unique to this league from what I've seen for sure. We appreciate having you in it and the contributions you've uh, made in your first year. We're excited to see what the Rocky Mountain Mooses do in 2023 and beyond with uh, what something like nine draft picks and uh, a whole new roster by, uh, <laughs> from, uh, from what you inherited a year ago. Awesome. I appreciate it, fellas. All right. We'll see you all soon. We'll have the Matriarchs on next to talk about her championship winning season and the, the, uh, her successes since then. See y'all then. See you guys.